You're listening to an Amplify podcast. This week, news that we found news. Uh, tech company Apple has released today new iPhones, uh, a new iPhone, the iPhone SE, and also Ooh. the new iPad. Really? Along with Ooh. other software updates. Are you one of those Apple Apple fans? I am. Or? I love Apple, even yeah. though right now I have a Samsung S2, which makes me want to kind of die a little, but so are you hanging that's out, okay. Are you hanging out for the new iPhone in September? Mm, probably not, because no? I feel like if it's any bigger than the S6, or like the 6, yep. or like or like like pretty much same size. I'm just not I can't physically hold it Yeah, my hand is very small and an iPhone is very big so yeah. I prefer the iPhone 5. I, I think Apple has acknowledged that problem because the iPhone SE that they released today has the iPhone 6 features the same sort of camera, same sort of speed, but it's in the iPhone 5S like body. Really? If that makes sense. Oh my god, maybe I should get that then. Yeah, so maybe upgrade to that one. Um but also in news that is news. <laughs> yeah, so this is um, some pretty serious news. So for anyone who feels um, a bit uncomfortable, just a trigger warning. But basically, um, for last year in March, a school, a 17-year-old schoolgirl named Marsa Vukotic, I think that's how you say her last name, um, she actually went to my school and she, she died um, by being murdered by a man named Sean Price. And he's actually been uh, sentenced to life imprisonment this week. Right. Yeah, so basically what he's done is that it's um, this wasn't just like one sort of incident. Like before that, he had been charged like with many other offences, like crime offences, such yep. as like... Um, robbery, theft, and rape. He sexually harassed a lot of women at their workplace and leaving them either mentally or emotionally yep. scarred. And it's just terrible. Um, it's really bad. And after this entire year from when he um, murdered Marsa, he's been now sentenced to a life imprisonment with a non-parole period of 38 years. Yeah. So, and I don't that's think that punishment. I don't think that case ends there because I heard that um the caretaker or um case manager, I don't know what the exact role is, but someone who speaks to him and gets an idea for where he is at mentally. Yeah. said that he shouldn't go on parole. Yeah. And it was ignored and he was let out and unfortunately this happened. So I think mm. even though he's been sentenced, there's still a lot more to come from this case. Yeah, yeah. But in other news, that's news, <laughs> Night Goes will be uh, pleased to hear that Lord Mayor Robert Doyle is in support for bars in, Melbourne's, uh, in Melbourne City to appeal for 24-hour liquor licences. Ooh. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you're, you're with it? <laughs> I think I think it's really handy because I know a lot of people who are like maybe, you know, 18 plus or just people who want to get some booze and it's always like, you know, damn, it's closed at like midnight. Yeah, and so I there's always like, that sort of restriction. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like it'll be handy just like any 7-Eleven. Like there are 7-Elevens that are open 24 hours. So why not make at least like a few of the um, alcohol places, liquor places, like 24? Even though yeah. uh, the Lord Mayor has been quoted to say he wants it, the city to move towards a 24-hour city, do you reckon this could bring some 
sort of danger to the city as well? I don't know. Like, it depends what kind of danger you mean. Like, uh, alcohol-infused violence, for instance, because I know that Sydney recently put the 1.30am block out. Uh, it's like a... The, there's also 3am uh, last drink laws oh. that uh, have been established in the Sydney's entertainment precinct. Mm. And this is because of the violence in mainly King's Cross, the one hit mm. punch. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe this 24-hour liquor licence deal might bring some violence to the city, which I'm worried about, but I am still for, for it, yeah. because th- we yeah. can't... Even maybe just, like, have them be open for a little longer, like, just, like, the until, like, I don't know, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Yep. Or just, like, until midnight. Of course, midnight is, like, 12, but I'm saying, like, midday night slash yep. night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, between 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., maybe that's a good time. Maybe not, for like, the entire, like, time, because, you know. Yeah, I get what you mean, because not although everyone... it's midnight, it... The night can usually starts at midnight. I yeah, mean, that's yeah, when people yeah. usually get to the clubs get and that sort of very, thing. Yeah, drunk or like whatever, like whatever they're after. You won't, you know. Some people don't really start. Yeah, like you said, they don't start doing the party until a bit later during the night. Yeah, so I think it'll be. I think it'll definitely be useful both in the business sense for the shop and the like it being convenient for the people, but. For the, I don't know, like like you said, for the city. Could but we can't let problems. that ruin our city's potential. That's true. Very good point. In news that is not news, Tyra Banks. The do you know who Tyra Banks is? The, oh man, I've heard of her so many times. But she's I the host that. of America's Next Top Model. Does that ring a bell? Slightly. Slightly. A slight little little dingle from a afar. little ding. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, it's been making news on all sorts of websites, social media, that she went to the red carpet, some sort of red carpet, with a new hairdo. Oh. And that is the news, apparently. That's the news. And I love how like news like this can go on like social media, just everywhere. Like, oh my God, this person it's hair. got a haircut. I don't get Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, jot all of this down. Like, get on your... Like you Justin know. Bieber, for instance, when he bleached his hair, that was huge oh, that news. Was, I can see why, because he Why kinda, is that? How is that? he kind of looked like Eminem, and Eminem is already rocking the do, and then people were like... So it was more of a copycat like, thing. Yeah, people were like, he's just trying to be like an Eminem gangster. Change his image to gangster from a pop yeah, singer. Yeah, like, if you look at him from, like, 2011 slash 2012, like, he had a full-on fringe. Like, he was known for the classic Bieber fringe, but now it's just like... Yeah, no doubt has changed, but yeah. whether or not it's news, I'm not too... Maybe not news, I think it's just like gossip news like it's the stuff that people put in those magazines that's just like stuff it's, that doesn't actually matter but you don't but you're it's still but it seems it still like interests you to know 90 percent of what people do like celebrities i know there's celebrity news there's a difference between news and celebrity news but it seems like 90 percent of what these celebrities do is the news, rather than their actual art form that they're famous for, so yeah. singing. Amplify from five to six weekdays on sim. So, um, I have a question for you, and just maybe for people who are interested in media or photography in particular, and this question, which has been a common question, 
debatable amongst who amongst photographers or I think just generally like people just people who take photos I guess okay Which so you've like got to have some everyone. understanding of cameras uh, not necessarily like we'll get know. to it give yeah. me the question basically um, it's film cameras versus DS- DSLR digital cameras so, so which do I prefer like which is better slash which which you prefer slash mm. like I don't know ah uh, well growing up with both my parents being photographers really? I've got oh, so some cool. sort of an understanding for film and how it works and it seems yeah. like there's a lot more effort that goes into yeah. film photography rather than digital photography yeah definitely uh, I don't know if it's worth it because I don't know why you would make an advancement into digital photography if it wasn't an improvement. Yeah. So is is there some, but given my parents are both photographers, but I don't have a complete understanding of it. Is there some, is it sharper? What do you mean by sharper? Is it like, is the, the, like photo, the quality? Or? Is the quality sharper if you take it on a film camera? Um, I know you're interested in photography yeah, yeah 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 so I, well i don't know like i guess it's sort of an opinionated question because they both have their pros and they both have their cons so I it's guess. debatable yeah i think that with film cameras like they've been around for quite a long time now and it's very sort of vintage retro that sort of stuff like um with me i have I think film cameras are better in the sense that you can get some really nice photos that are, and like it'll be cheap. Like if you want an actual good digital camera, like that stuff costs from like five hundred to two thousand dollars. Like that's a lot of money. Um, well, it's film cameras, you can literally buy some for like twenty from like an op shop. So, but like with the new fashion, it's. I mean, there's a trend going on at the moment that it's fashionable to be retro to be do, yeah, have that definitely. vintage look definitely yeah. and could it just be a fashion statement rather than the quality of photography so it's cooler to have i mean you bought back polaroid pictures yeah that's true they're not practical but they're still they're still cool to have cute. like i think they're, they're cute like they're just little little photos that's like midget size like they're cute yeah, no, I not, nothing against people. Polaroid yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah, I've got one, but... Oh, well, there you go. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not practical, but it's cool to have... It makes the photo a bit more special. I find that's why I got yeah, a Polaroid definitely. camera, because when you take a photo on your phone, so a digital photo, they just get lost in countless albums. So you'll have mm. 50 selfies, and it's not special. But yeah, if exactly. you've got that film camera... Yeah. And or a Polaroid that along the same yeah, lines. Yeah. If you take that one photo, you've got to get it right, and it's special because yeah. you've only got that one. Yeah, being someone who studies photography as a as a VC subject, um, I and like I and generally like I take it as like a hobby. Um, I use film cameras. So the actual, f- so I have this particular film camera that was like my parents from like the l- late nineties, I think. Okay. Like basically, when we were like born, when I was born, and um, this this camera is really cool because it's basically like one of those intense like um like the big Canon cameras um but they are it's like that but film so think of yeah. those intense like you know photography cameras but film and that's what I yeah. have and it's really nice I use it to take most of my photos or like you know portraits of people or of places like. Um, it's really, it's really nice. And every time you develop the film, like it's, it's really cool. It's vintage. And like, I think it's... Is that the main 
point for you that it's vintage? Like I, it's trendy no. to get something from, I mean, you got it from passed down from generations, but people like it. I got it from the flea market. I got it yeah. from like Campbell Market, yeah. rah, 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 rah. <laughs> like it's yeah. hip. Is no, that the main point? Or? I think the main point is that I actually find the photos to look differently. They're more to, they're aesthetically pleasing. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I think so because like with not not that there's anything wrong with the two. Like I I love the both of them and I would totally use the both of them. But um, with uh, this one, it's like it's more. I know. I feel like it fits more with what I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, for example, like, with film cameras, and, like, I developed my own black and white film at school, so that's always handy. But, you know, with coloured, it costs a lot of money. So that's the problem with film cameras is that it's constantly costing you money. Like, you have to buy it, film, and then you have to buy it to get developed. So it's possibly cheaper to work with a I film think, camera? Um, no, I think it's more expensive. Oh, you think it's more in the, expensive? I don't know. I feel... I feel like in the long term it's more expensive. Yeah. But de- but um, the outcome of it is very unique. Whilst with a DSLR, it's better in the s- sense of more practicality. Like you can take a photo and you can look at it. You can see what you did wrong. See what you like. See the lighting. See the you know contrast. Yeah. The you know all that stuff. So that's why like with sure. the, with like digital cameras, it's just more easier. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, so it's a matter of opinion. So, I guess so, so that was... Guys, if you're interested in photography, opinions. have a little mission this weekend, yeah. go out and try and find a film camera for cheap, Exactly. compare the pair. Yeah, like, even those big brands like Canon or Pentax, they all have, like, film cameras as well, not just digital, even though they're new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amplify. 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 Kiana, so as you know, I've had this constant knot in the neck and Ooh. upper back, shoulder. Ow. Me too. But like, there's this there's this main one in the top of my neck, and I went to the physio last week to try and get it out, but it didn't really work. So I went to one of those, you know those. I went to the cheaper option. You know those. Yeah. Traditionally, they're Chinese, yeah, those yeah. Chinese massages. Yeah, the, the Asian massage places. Yeah, yeah, yeah Asian yeah. massage places in the shopping center. Yeah, yeah. I went to one of those just to try and get it completely undone. Yeah. And I was lying down and I was like, oh, um, the big spot's just right up here on the top right part of the neck. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's just here, here, pointed to it. She goes, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And then she did this thing where she spoke in her language, I assume Chinese, I'm not too sure, Yeah. to the person behind the counter. And it was clearly obvious that it was about me. Yeah. And then she ended with a, like a, like a, like a little, like a little giggle. <laughs> that I, sneaky little giggle. Yeah, exactly. And for something that was supposed to be so comfortable, I felt incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, so annoying. And, uh... I mean, have you had a similar experience? I know it's obviously topical because I yeah. did an episode of Seinfeld on it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like personally, like I'm trying to think of stuff. There's nothing in particular that stands out to me. Maybe like some customer service experiences where I've just been like, uh, like, like they've just, I don't know, where they've been a bit cold or distant to you, and you're just there, like I need help, or like, yeah, or like, like, right, or like you expect to be served, not not in like a checkout way, but in like a, you know, I'm a customer, I'm looking for something, 
no one is helping me or like stuff like that or like there have been times where you've walked in, or like I've walked to like restaurants and they've completely just walked past you and ignored your you know existence instead of being like oh you know hi how are you we'll be with you in just a moment like so poor customer service yeah, is generally something that makes you feel uncomfortable kind of yeah because I'm just like look like, do your job like there's one thing for being you know like busy but then there's also another for just being like rude or just cold what about the uncomfort of I mean I'm I'll go there it's gen- it's, it's usually boy talk but we're all human you know yeah. when you need to fart <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and you're stuck in those situations where you're like on the tram or something yeah. like that. And you just, you're preparing your body. You're just calming yourself down, trying to keep it, you know, <laughs> sorted. And then trying any sudden move. Trying to stop the egg from laying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> laying the dragon egg. Um, yeah. And then you do a sudden movement, like get up and get off or something. And it's... <laughs> That is a very uncomfortable time of the morning or afternoon. I feel, I feel all like, all like saying. I mean, I assume that's what happens with some people. Oh my god! Must happen. Say you're like talking to someone or something happens, and you just kind of like you just make the slightest move, and it's like boop, and Mm. you're just like, oh shit! I did not see that coming. Yeah. Usually the loudest as well. (laughs) I always try to ignore it like, oh, you know, like that was not me. Like that's not me. Yeah, Uh, you look at the other person on the tram or train and you're like, like... (laughs) control yourself. We are in a public place. Oh, my God. What do you think this is? It's a zoo. (laughs) You animal. Yeah. You dirty man. And you make make like you're disgusted and walk off and leave them with a smell. No, and no, just, that's that's too far. They're just far. sitting there, like you, like who do you think you are? That's so funny. Yeah, that's also another time that I felt. I don't. I mean, people would feel quite uncomfortable. Oh my god, what other stuff are there? Like, I don't really know. Maybe, maybe I feel uncomfortable when I walk past like big groups of like gangs or like teenagers at the train stop, well, like intimidating train station. groups, like teenagers. Yeah, and like. like it's kind of like a, it's like a great white shark passing another great white shark and being scared. So it's like you're a teenager and I'm a teenager. Oh, okay, but yeah. I'm also scared of you, even though you're a teenager and I'm a teenager. Do you feel? Yeah, maybe I not do. as much because I'm more smaller and I feel more vulnerable whilst with you. No, you any like, gr- if you there's know, a group of people and then you're by yourself, it's always going to be intimidating. Yeah. Or like just train stations in particular, they can be so uncomfortable i've had really some, yeah i find it like oh with something that i've like been a bit annoyed not annoyed this is more annoyed than uncomfortable but it's just like um with to- when talking to like the metro people sometimes they don't know what they're saying and i'll be like oh yeah how do i get to this place or, like how do i do this or, like what should i do this with my mikey and they're just there like oh, i don't really when you're, know when like, you're stuck in those conversations and mm. they're trying to give you advice but you just know that it's completely not yeah. what you asked but yeah, you can't yeah. be bothered I know. to explain yeah. no no i meant this and it's just so like oh man like yeah it's and just, you try it's to just, get it's out just of annoying. it i think that's more annoying than uncomfortable but yeah i guess meeting new teachers can be uncomfortable 
any new environment when you have to meet new people That's and true. do that. Just new stuff and just life yeah, is even, uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> even can be when you do group activities, when you get introduced to a group and you go, there's always that person who leads the group discussion and they say, oh, um, just say your name, like your age, where you're from and, and what you're all about. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, easy, Luke, age, blah, blah, blah. What am I about? And then you get to that big juicy bit and you've got nothing nothing really to say yeah. because if you say anything good you sound arrogant if you say anything bad you just seem, you seem like, like a loser, a loser yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, oh, oh, I remembered and something that just made me very uncomfortable and it was basically like um, I have a fr- like kind of a friend like friend slash acquaintance where like they'll see me and they'll just be all like and like they'll try to converse with me and obviously like I'm not just gonna block someone off. Like if someone's saying hi to me, like I'll say hi back and stuff and we'll be talking and um they're the type of person who'll like really want to speak to me but then um I'm the one doing most of the talking and like when we're not talking it's just silent. But they're the one always coming up to me being like, Hi and I'm just like, Oh, hey and they're just like what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, clearly I'm on a train. Like, yeah, what yeah. does it look like I'm doing? And I just, I don't know. And like, just the entire time, I just always feel like I'm forcing the conversation. And then when they're not saying anything, or like when you're just sitting with someone and it's silent and you're just there, like, even kinda, when you see yeah. an acquaintance and you're walking towards each other and you you can see this conversation approaching. I know this came up today. We were talking about this and yeah. A good way of avoiding that is crossing the road. Some have been known to do that in the studio. Oh, yeah. And some would say it's what a dog a, act. Most would awful, say it's a dog act. What an awful act. thing to do, really. That's just terrible. Like. But it is a good tip for the young players. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Like, it's just life. Life is just a very awkward little mess. Amplify on Sin 90.7. Okay, so basically, there's something that happened, and um, I'm not sure if you, or you probably should be familiar. It's like a classic Australian show that actually stopped, but um, Big Popular Brother. Popular in Britain and America. Oh yeah, there are well. there are like other country versions, but um, yeah, yeah, this was like Australia's version, and basically Big Brother. Um, I have this little little website up, and it's basically that the um, uh, Big Brother winner from 2016. Um, Tim Dormer, I think I pronounced that right, um, has totally beeped your his career. So, which career might this be? Probably just like the media or like general like career, like his relationship with Channel Nine. And yeah. what it says here is that um, basically um, they like they like Big Brother in two thousand. So two thousand fourteen was when it officially ended. Big Brother, and that was. Um, it like what he said here is that um people didn't watch the 2014 series and then the producers called them up and said get on a plane can you come to the house which in this case the big brother house and then so he um Tim entered the house and the producers told him what to do including to convince one of the housemates to shave off his beard which was very special to him so and, pretty much Big Brother's yeah. admitting that a lot of their show is scripted and purely for um, ratings. I think no, well basically yeah, what what he said here is that like a fan had emailed had written an email to um him and said you are not who you were the first 
time round, you are obviously just following directions. You're in the back pocket of the network, Big Brother's shiz this year, and we were hoping that you were going to fix it. And then he said, it just really got to me because it was true. I was just following directions. And then he wrote back um, this really long email saying that I'm in no one's back pocket. I hate the show. It's effed. It will be cancelled. All they care about is appeasing to the brands and not the viewers. So what he, how he sees it is that it's something that's all just for brands, and like, and which now that I think, now that well, he mentioned it, it's kind of true because if you're watching the ad, a lot of times that like that like the show that a lot of times the show would actually just stop and be like, check out this you know fresh scented, like thing for your room and yeah. it'll have all the houses being like wow it smells really good but the show's been like that many seasons before this guy entered just because it, he kind of the way he's spinning it is it's only good and popular the show's only popular when he's on it yeah and now it's turned to crap because he's left and he's out of it this guy's just i, can I s- see this guy tim as milking his celebrity He's. Um, I mean, I yeah. w- it's a big leap yeah. calling him a celebrity just because he's one big brother. But he's using he he's trying to continue his celebrity. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. And like in a way, like I think because when I watched this back in back in year eight, yeah. I really liked it because I thought I thought he was funny. I thought he was manipulative, which can be entertaining for shows like this. And that's something about Tim is that, like, he... Yeah, but he's got to realise that he was on a reality show for one season and it's... He can only make it one season. I know, but... He can't make it into anything else. But it's the viewers that sort of, like, make that. So, like, say if he's on the show and, like, the amount of views that the show is getting is really high, people will be like, oh, this... Like, this guy is making it really high, so maybe we should get him in for our show and stuff like that. I mean, I barely know this guy, Tim, but... Yeah, yeah, obviously. It, yeah, but could it be that he's trying to get back into the uh, limelight through this scandal? I don't know, but, like, here if it says... Yeah, like, so basically what it says here is that, like, um, when he was in the dressing room, the TV star's hopes of landing a regular gig on Big Brother were dashed when producers knocked on his door holding a copy of his online, like, text, and they said, um, did you write this? This is really serious. And he said, uh, I'm not going to lie, I did. The show is shit. Yeah, so does, what I'm asking you the question, yeah. do you reckon he's using this as a ploy, he's releasing this sort of information just to get back I think he's being in honest. the media? I think he's just being brutally honest, which um, has just sort of got the network really angry. Like, they're just well, he's like... Well, he's released, he's released this information. Yeah, so this is pretty, um, pretty recent news, actually, but... Um, yeah, like, after all of that happened, like, Channel 9 were just like, like, you know, um, you've totally, like, ruined your career and we will never work with you again, and you know, to not bite the hand that feeds you. So well, I'm sure all of his one fan will be devastated that he won't be returning to 
big brother. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's very, very unfortunate. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.